You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicky Kelly and Natalie MacGyver. This is the One Minute Mindfulness Show where we get to explore the life-enhancing power of paying attention and everyday ways to strengthen our capacity for mindfulness. I'm Vicky Kelly and it's welcome to the show today. Well, I have to say today, Omlings, I have a very special lady on our show. I first met um, our guest today a year ago at the Wellness Summit and I was very excited to to be able to, to um, invite Wendy to our show. I'll tell you a little bit about Wendy and then uh, as we go through she'll, uh, I'm sure, illuminate us even more. Wendy's been on a journey towards healthier living for over four years now, originally from India. Uh, Wendy now lives in Melbourne with her adorable man, uh, Duncan, and she actually, through her journey and the footprint that she's been able to create in terms of her own well-being, has started a new show on the Wellness Couch, so we'll get to learn a little bit more about that. And Wendy's passion is to be an encouraging voice of hope and encouragement for anyone who needs it and anyone of um, anyone who meets Wendy certainly would attest to that she's an absolute gift to anyone who meets her and she's here to share with us with us some of her gems on how she boosts her mental and emotional well-being in this journey called life welcome to the show Wendy hi Vicky thank you so much for having me hello omlings I'm so excited to be here and very honored and very privileged so Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. And where are you right now? (laughs) I'm actually in Bangalore, India right now. I've just had the most yummy South Indian breakfast (laughs) and beautiful South Indian coffee. And um, Vicky, I have to tell you, it's just perfect. Just before you rang me, the neighbors next door were doing their morning prayers. And in India, it's very common in the morning you hear all these beautiful chanting and bells and all this. So Duncan and I have been listening to this lovely um, incantations in the morning and just listening and doing our little one minute mindfulness ourselves, even though we don't understand oh, what they're oh. saying. But it's just beautiful. So perfect that it and happened. Isn't that? Isn't it interesting? You don't need to know what people are saying. The creating no. creating an energetic exchange. No. Uh, whether it's uh, incantations or mantras or have a really powerful effect on every cell in our in our body and oh. so how wonderful that you've been able to to oh. to be part of that and i know in many of the the areas that i teach in one of the things around mindfulness is it has it has a little bit of a it can have a little bit of a stigma stigma of being from the east and being very um spiritual uh, sure. in, in its application and yet isn't it amazing that that the contemplative nature of religion itself includes prayer and and really that's that's an uh, a form of mindfulness in itself so it's interesting that you said that uh, you, you've been part of morning prayer over there in india Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's not just, it's beautiful, you know, it's the Hinduism, Hindus that are doing it, it's the Catholics that are doing it, it's everybody. Prayer is such an integral part of every day and it's part of my every day. So even though I don't understand what they're saying, just to be in that moment and just stop and just be still is like, yeah, beautiful. A lovely way yeah. to start your day every morning, I think. Yeah. So so you're in India and, and I think uh, you're away from your the, the pump and grind of, of daily of the of Groundhog Day. Correct. Because you live back in Melbourne now. Yes, I and do. so often it can be it can be a little easier when we, you know, check out of our day to day lives to, to do some really cool things, whether it's prayer in the morning or you know, some of us go on 
uh, cleanses and retreats to exercise. And But how do you, because you, if you've been on this journey for, for four years now, I imagine, and, and we had a little chat before, before yes. we started recording, you would have changed your eating and, and adapted your yes. eating and done some things in terms of, of movement, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it started with, you know, just wanting to be better, to feel better, to not be, you know, the auntie or the friend or the godmother that sits on the side of the bench and watches the kids play. It was yeah. very simple. It was I took my beautiful um, best friend Joe's children, Jesse and Nicholas, to the park one school holidays and they were playing soccer and I wanted to play and I was playing and I lasted maybe about oh, two or three minutes and I was like, oh, anyone's got to sit down now, I'm too tired. And in that moment I was, you know, I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to be, I was, you know, very sporty when I was younger, played lots and lots of sport and I love my sport as everyone will get to know. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know what, no, I don't want to be this. I want to be on the soccer pitch with these lovely kids and, you know, I want to, I want to engage in life. I don't want to watch life. I want to be in life. So that very simple little thought started off this journey to, you know, being better, eating better just living better Vicky so that was the whole you know wow. start of start of this process and so Wendy can I ask had you tried before or or you hadn't oh. and this was a, it was an epiphany no no I had tried oh I tried everything known to man I tried Weight Watchers Gloria Marshall's Light and Easy okay you know all that stuff and I'd had success as you do on those you know to start with yes yes you do lose the weight but because you can't you know, you can't sustain it. You can't keep, you can't continue to afford the programs or afford the food or, you know, there's the yeah. motivation possibly isn't the greatest kind of thing. So because mm-hmm. you're changing your habit just for a little while, mm. but you're not changing the lifestyle and you're not changing your mindset. And that's what I learned. Uh, and then I, that's a, that's an important part of yes. it, isn't it? It's sort of we, we, we try and uh, use our willpower to change, to change our Correct. habits and yet it's it's a constant reminder our environment reminds us our body reminds us our habits of mind particularly remind us of who we used to be and try and drag us back there yes. and i guess that's why people go on those yo-yo situations and yes. and as you can as you can um relate to and so many omlings i'm sure and i can certainly relate to making change is not easy <laughs> no not at all I, you know it's very challenging because it's so easy to just slip back into those old habits, Vicky, as you would know. So, you know, for me, so Wendy, was... what are some of what are some of your mental or emotional um, resets that yes. have helped you? Because um, over the last four years, and I've heard a number of interviews um, with with you, and yeah. having having met you at the wellness summit, and then stalked you on Facebook <laughs> and your progress on on Facebook. You've really, you really seem to have found um, the golden the golden elixir of change and I know that you you often refer to to mindset as part of that and yes. certainly your wellness couch um, community and and tribe but what are particularly some of the emotional or mental things that uh, to to shift and maintain your discipline towards this new better version of Wendy yes certainly so I this all started very briefly with um, a day with Cindy O'Meara um, in Melbourne, uh, she came and spoke for the day, and intro- you know, I was introduced to Changing Habits, her book, and I read it, and it was just, it was just, I, I say it all the time, and I've told her this personally herself. It was just the that was the epiphany moment. It was like, my gosh, I've been thinking I've been doing all this good stuff for myself when I really haven't been. So I just 
the very first thing was just take out every bit of processed food in my diet as much as I could, you know, as quickly as I could. And it was just eat real food. That was the first thing that happened. And the Mm -hmm. mindset shift to talk about was, oh my God, I've been using food as a reward for myself. Like I was comfort eating and I, I knew the term, but I didn't really understand the term. And I have the most amazing kinesiologist in my life, Mandy Rigg. And she has been helping me so much with my mindset as well. She's kind of a counselor, a mentor, a friend. uh, And it was to get to the nitty gritty of, you know, why do you eat? What is it about eating? What, you know, why do you reach for whatever, whatever your drug of choice is? Like, I'm not a sweet tooth at all. For me, it's like savory stuff. So Mm. why, why do I need to have whatever the, you name it, the bread, the pasta, the whatever it was, you know, I can't remember exactly. But, and it was like, wow. You know, I think I'm helping myself, but I'm really not because what I'm doing is stuffing my emotions down. I'm not experiencing life. I'm not digesting life. I'm not really understanding what's going on. And Mandy always talks about the precious present. And that's what I have learned. Like live life in the moment, live life in that precious present, because you're not going to get that moment again. And especially with the eating and the movement, it was so easy to, it's too cold in Melbourne. I don't want to go for a walk. I don't want to go for a run. (laughs) And I'm sorry to everyone in Melbourne who's freezing right now but I don't want to tell you how lovely the weather is right here in Bengaluru India but anyway oh we're so jealous I'm I'm in Auckland and it's freezing oh god it must be freezing (laughs) but so Vicky it was you know it was about like oh my goodness like it's just about being present it's like what are you putting in your mouth like for me I had to stop eating in front of the tv I know that sounds insane but I just had to stop because while I'm watching tv I'm not even mindful Vicky of what I'm putting in my mouth so Maybe I've eaten, you know, one bowl of pasta, then I've eaten a second bowl of pasta, mm. then I've eaten something else because I'm not present. I'm not present to what I'm doing to my body and I'm not honoring myself in any way. So what, how do you, how do you uh, bring yourself back to, let's say, particularly around eating and, and yes. mindful eating is a really, really powerful tool in sure. terms of helping us to gain slimness and, and make better food choices. Sure. When we're mindful, regardless of, of what it is we have ahead of us, when we're mindful... I have seen this over and over again. We just naturally make better choices yes. and that includes how much we eat and what we choose to eat. So how how did you go from being mindless about your yes. food and inhaling the contents of the fridge by the sound of it like yes. like we can all relate to yes. before you even realized that you that anything had any sort yeah. of taste to mind uh, to to changing that relationship with food first and foremost and then being able to mindfully go about eating was there anything that that you did particularly around your mindset that that enabled you to drop into that present moment before you took the mouthful or as you took the first mouthful yeah so i have this line that i came up with it was either put it in the bin or be the bin and i put this <laughs> oh no oh no nuts huh? <laughs> so I've wrote this on a piece of paper and stuck it on my fridge. And after the big pantry clean out and the fridge clean out and just having, first of all, I don't have anything that's inappropriate for me to eat in the house. So there's no temptation. There's no nothing. And even if it is in the fridge for whatever reason, because Duncan's a massive chocoholic and stuff and it doesn't interest me at all. I'm not interested. Oh, I love that man. No, I know you love that man. Everybody (laughs) loves that man. And they all think I'm nuts for not liking chocolate, but oh God, couldn't think of anything worse. But anyway, um, and it was just, you know, first of all, with Duncan's support, because, you know, none of us can do anything alone, which is, I'm so blessed to have that. But it was like, okay, now, You've worked so hard. You've been at the gym, at your personal trainer for an hour or whatever it is. 
are you really going to eat that whatever? Say that piece of bread, for example. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if I eat this piece of bread, first of all, what's the point of, you know, doing all this amazing movement that I'm trying to change? And then, you know, you're going to get a stomach ache because you're not real good on gluten. So don't do that. And really, there's a much better option. So go find it. So it was just like, I've got to have these little conversations with myself. It's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't. Come on. Come on. You don't need this. You don't need this. There's a better option. And this started, it was like, you know, I had to make myself think like this to start with because I never thought like this, Vicky, never. Mm. And it just came. It came. It's like, no, you know what? I don't really need that. And it just doesn't interest me anymore because, I mean, I'm sure you've heard me talk about my obsession with um, French fries, hot chips and gravy. That was my go-to drop. That's what I call it. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Now it's like, "Mm, whatever. I may have it, you know, a couple of times a month and it's got to be the best quality chips. Otherwise, I'm not not going to consume it because it's absolutely no good for me. And it's just like, I don't need this. There's so much else. And I think for me, the thing has been awareness. Awareness of reading food labels, of knowing what's in whatever I'm consuming, whether it's, you know, food products or um, cleaning products around the house or toiletries or whatever it is. It's all this stuff. And it's like, well, if you're going to do all this good stuff, why would you then go and want to do something that's possibly not the best choice for yourself? So for me, it's about the choice. And every meal, even now, it's like, what's the best choice I can make right here? What is the best choice? And it's just I have to be aware and I have to remind myself and I I think I've got into the habit of just going now what am I gonna yeah okay so you know right and then reset so Wendy so here's here's a little one and and I and I think we can all relate to this on some level sure when have you ever in this last four years have you ever fallen off the wagon oh my god Absolutely, absolutely. So, what do you do? How when when that happens? Because it happens to us all. Absolutely. When that happens, how do you reset? What's what's your strategy for emotionally and mentally resetting yourself yeah. and so, moving in the direction that you'd love? So, instead of beating myself up for having you know the chips or whatever the drug of choice is, mm-hmm. I go. You know what? I'm a human being. I can't be 100% all the time. It's not a justification. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't need no, to justify no. this to anybody. Um, but it's like 80-20, 80-20, just, you know, yeah. be human. Instead of like, I can never have that and I can never do this. Which causes stress in itself oh. and, our, and makes us, if, if, if comfort eating is our thing, it makes us eat even more because oh, we've, agreed. oh, well, well, I've failed now. I might as well Correct. just and go like, for it. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I've learned, I've learned over these last four years, it's like, I am human. I will make inappropriate choices for myself, but there's always tomorrow. And I tell myself gently, you will do better in the next hour. You will do better the next day. You will do better in the next week. And it's like, yeah, I'm human. Absolutely, I'm human. And especially, like, imagine being on holidays at the moment. I'm in India with all this amazing, yummy food around. And most of it, thank goodness, does nothing to my stomach and is completely appropriate for me. But I've just got to say now... You don't need to eat it all, you know, at once. Just And in India, you know, people show you love by trying to fill your plate. That's just the way we are. So it's like, no, you know what? I'm really okay. Thank you. I don't need such a big plate. Can I just have a little bit? Thank you. And I've got to educate people how to treat me around food. And I've got to educate, you know, myself to go, don't, don't, you don't need to just because they put it in front of you. You don't have to have it. So um, I'm human in that. Yes, of course, I'm going to do things that possibly aren't the best choice for myself. But I always say, right, okay, so let's go for a, you know extra 10-minute walk to possibly 
you know, work, work off the effects of that and I am going to make a better choice tomorrow and I'm going to make a better choice the next time there's food in front of me. So that's the way I do it because I know I'm not going to be 100% all the time. No one can be. That's absolutely not going to happen. So don't even think about it, Omelings. It's never going to happen. And you're exactly right. If if we if we if our expectations are too um, too large, then we're and we always fall short. Then we're we're really training ourselves, I think, and training our emotional well being and mindset that we're always going to fall short. So we just have that expectation. Whereas, by the sound of it, what you're doing is um, allowing yourself to be human. You're being a best friend and a great support to yourself, and being able to respond with yourself kindly when things do go awry. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I love and, and that's certainly a, a cornerstone when it comes to self-compassion sure. is how are we able to respond with ourselves and, and, and kindly and then in addition to that respond with others um, more kindly and respectfully. And so I love I love that uh, that you that you're already doing that as part as part of your plan. The other thing I love is having people around you. You've obviously got some really great support people, whether it's your kinesiologist yes. or your yes. trainers or the, the the team on on the wellness couch who who love and adore you. By the way, <laughs> I know, and I love the adore all of them too. <laughs> Every single one of them, as cheeky as they are. Y- yes, the, yes, they all ha- they all have their. Um, we we all have our cheeky. Yes, we, we do. Our- we do. Yeah. So, Wendy, you've been able to. Um, learn some new things and, and create a deeper awareness and for you to be able to, to make these choices and just listening to your conversation when you're, when you're around food, you really have been able to train yourself to be very aware and very mindful about your, your natural organic tendencies to, to inhale food or eat more than, than yeah. you'd necessarily yeah. need or love to. How how do you think that you've done that in terms of because it's essentially what I'm hearing you say is you're very mindful when it comes to food. Yeah, I, I mean I'm trying to be you know more mindful in every area of my life, Vicky. Um, not just food, but yeah, especially food because that has been my you know my I don't know my down not downfall but it's been the one thing that your I've nemesis my ne- my nemesis. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of a word. It's been my one thing that I've had to you know not so much control but learn to be more aware of, as you said, and just you know change your relationship change, with exactly you. exactly and. Um, there's a wonderful lady called Kate Rains who's also, you know, part of the wellness um, community and she ran an amazing workshop around food and stuff and it was, she taught us all how to realise what our triggers are around food, like what are the emotions that, you know, the stress or the happiness or the stress or what is it that, you know, makes us make possibly the inappropriate choices, not just for food, for our behaviour patterns and thought patterns and stuff like that. So it's been for me, education's been the key to this whole, whole wellness journey. It's like whoever, it's like yourself. So it's keep you, learning, keep, keep learning, learning so that learning. you can change yep, relation, and, so right. and deepen relationships with your food, your Absolutely. movement, your body, your image, your, your self-compassion, sure, the way that you can respond with yourself. Exactly. And surround yourself with a tribe that's going to help you. It's going to raise you up. Mm. You know, like I, I talk about Wendy's Village on my podcast and I really believe in that because one of my catchphrases, it takes a village. None of us can get out of this alone. We just, we cannot do it. Mm. We cannot. And that is 
being mindful of what you need around you and the people you need around you and your core group of people that will love you, support you, you know, pick you up when you're down and push you and challenge you and, you know, not question you, but like, you know, say to you, hey, that's possibly not the best thing you could do for yourself. Now, how about we try it a different way? And it's just being around these amazing people in my life, you know, my family, my friends, my educators, my mentors, my teachers, my gurus, as I call you all, that I learn, I watch and I learn and I listen. And I, for me, education and being aware and educating myself has been the key to all of this. It's like, how can I do this different? And how can I do it better? How can I do it better for me? Not anybody else, just me. How can I implement these changes in my life and I know that I need this support network around me because I don't believe I, I cannot do anything without it and I know that yeah isn't it amazing and I know that um, you've written this down a lot and you, and you talk about it a lot that you want to be your passion is to be an encouraging voice of hope yes. and encouragement yes but the thing that I love in in and and that I've become acutely aware of with just particularly in this conversation with you, is first and foremost, you've done that from the inside out. You are an encouraging voice of hope and encouragement for yourself. And that now ha- you now have the opportunity to, to um, gift that experience and almost it's been a, a social experiment of your own um, to gift that to other people. And I think that is something, you know, it's easy to sit on the sidelines and say, you should do this and you should do yep. that. <laughs> You've got a definite footprint of that. And oh, I, thank and you, I've, yeah, I've, I, I've fallen a little more in love with you oh, just in this conversation. You. That's so kind of you to say right back at you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's truly a gift. And I think a, a really powerful, a, a really powerful way to empower others through your own story, so so we've we've talked a little bit about food. Sure. What about those mornings when when it is cold in Melbourne and you're not oh. in beautiful India and you <laughs> you haven't got incantations um, <laughs> resonating around you to lift you out of your slumber and into the day? What about in Melbourne when it's freezing cold and you've got Duncan snuggling next oh. to you and you have to get up and go to exercise. Um, my big accountability partner is Duncan. <laughs> and it has happened. I don't know if you've heard this. I spoke about it on a podcast or something. Um, yes, it has been quite cold in Melbourne before we left. And I was like, I'm not going to training this morning. He actually physically got up, put my socks on and my shoes on while I'm lying in bed. And he goes, yes, you are, because I have to go and you have to go. So get up. And I'm like okay, all right, I'll get up. And because we're both doing this together, I'm like, I can't let him down. So he's my accountability and I'm his sort of thing. So I'm very, very blessed where it's like, well, you've just got to do it. And I go, well, if I don't get up, that's another day of movement I haven't done. So what's the point of having this lovely trainer that I have? And what's the point of paying him? And what's the point of doing all this? And, you know, and it's so, it will be so easy to just roll over and not get out of bed and text my trainer and go, I'm not coming. Yeah, but then he'd probably drive over to the house and go, knock on the door and go, get out of bed now. So I'm like, I have to be kept. I know I have to be kept accountable, and that's why I have a trainer, because I'm too scared to ring up and tell him I'm not coming to training. So, yes. yes. And I, I need that, and I'm honest about it. It's like, oh, God, please, no. It's like, so what I did, Vicky, being mindful of this horrible cold weather in Melbourne that we sometimes have, and I love Uh Melbourne, I couldn't live anywhere else in the world, I changed my, switched over my training sessions to late afternoon just to try and combat these cold mornings in Melbourne 
instead of going at 7.30 in the morning, I switched it to between 4 and 5, whenever I can get a time ah, to so, train up. So flexibility. Yep. And you've, it, yep. Yeah, okay. And you can't be so rigid. You can't say, I've got to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning. That is unrealistic, people. It doesn't happen. Mm. I'm not Lawrence Tam. I can't do that. I don't do 5.30. I love Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence Tam is a machine, oh, we have to admit. Man, seriously, 5.30 in the morning, he's like, get up 10 minutes early. I'm like, Lawrence, I love you, but it's not going to happen. So, you know, I know my limitations, Vicky. It's not going to happen. So switched it over to 4.30. I've, you know, I've moved for the day. I'm good to go. I'm like, well, you know, I had a good workout at 4.30. It's still cold in Melbourne, but it's possibly not as cold as 7.30 in the morning some days. And, you know, you, you've got to work your way around it. You've got to change, change it up so that you can get to where you need to get to. You've got to you be make flexible. A, you make an absolutely amazing point here. Um, please, please illuminate me if if I'm I'm not I, sure. I haven't got it. Is what you're saying that to to bat to your strengths, to work with your strengths yes. rather than trying to be anyone yes. else, or yes, like, rather than trying to be Lawrence Tan exactly. who's a machine? I mean, and I love look at what your strengths are yeah. and make it work. I love Lawrence Tan with all my heart, but I know I'm not a five thirty in the morning person. Yeah, that is not going to happen. So yeah. instead of like just not doing the training, I spoke to my trainer about it and he goes, well, what are, can I say, can I do it later in the day? And he goes, of course you can. I'm like, oh, bonus. So, and we're flexible because my life, you know, I have lots of priorities, lots of commitments, things happen, people, you know, people need you, you get, you know, elderly parents who get sick or whatever happens. And it's like, I can't be, I, yes, I have a routine and I stick to it as much as possible, but there has to be some flexibility because we are human beings, not human doings. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, Wendy, you have given us some incredible, oh, incredible insights here. Flexibility is, I think, Absolutely. one of the one of the gems. So, work with your strengths. Don't sure. try and don't try and um, be anyone else. Correct. Look at what your strengths are and be flexible about how you approach. Whether it's your eating or whether it's your uh, exercise, whether it's your uh, mindfulness and um, mental mental training, um, go to the mirror and particularly around eating, go to the mirror and say, am I going to put this in the bin or am I going to be the be bin? The bin. <laughs> Don't be the bin, peoples. Don't be the bin. And it's like, you know, we're, we're just, we're humans. Let's just be yeah. kind to ourselves. Let's just give ourselves a break. We're not machines. Yeah. We're, we need to feel. We need to, you know, yes, I know I'm loud and crazy and boisterous and fun, but, oh, my God, if I don't have my solitude and downtime every day, I couldn't cope. And it's just, you've just, in this world of crazy, be kind to yourselves and just sit five minutes, five minutes quietly, yeah. cup of tea. Or if meditation's not your thing, put on, put on some amazing rock music and dance around your house and get it out of your system that way. Find what works for you. Find your way. I found Wendy's way. It's time for all you guys to find your way. Yeah, and you know, the amazing thing, Omlings, I want you to I want you to listen very deeply and kindly to Wendy's words and her and um, her conversation with herself. It's kind, it's encouraging, it's filled with hope and love. And the what we know to be true, we know this from science now, is when we can respond kindly and compassionately with ourselves, it is its own internal motivator. And so that as I said, Wendy, that's one of the one of the absolute gifts I've got from our conversation Thank today you, is you are a beautiful, kind cheerleader for yourself. You. And now you get to um, we get to all experience it through um, the way that you pay that forward Thank to help you. others. And I think yeah, that's you're Thank you're 
You're an absolute, you're a gift that keeps giving, Wendy. Oh, thank you, Vicky. That's so kind of you and so beautiful of you to say. So this brings us to um, the end the end of our show, but I have had an amazing time and, and I have learnt so much and um, and I, I feel your passion for thank people you, and so thank you. My, my heart is filled oh, uh, with, with our conversation you. today and I know that that will be the same for many of our omlings out there listening. And so um, if if beautiful omlings please as always uh go and subscribe to uh thewellnesscouch.com forward slash omm and you'll find a growing number of great shows on that wellness couch including wendy's way so wendy if people are wanting to get into in contact with you how would they best do that sure i have so there's obviously my show on the wellness couch wendy's way so i'd love you to subscribe to it and listen i have a go on links now thank you (laughs) i have a facebook page um called wendy's way so please go there and if there's anything you'd like to ask me or chat to me or feedback or whatever it's wendy at wendysway.com.au and there is a website coming very, very soon, which I'm very excited to hopefully share with you guys. Fantastic. So we'll put those links up on um, our Facebook page and our show so that people can get into con- in contact with Wonderful. you because I'm sure that people will have some um, some feedback and sure. some some encouraging words of their own because you, you certainly are an amazing, an amazing gift for us all. So thank you again. And have the most amazing time um, over the next few days. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vicky. I will. I will. And, uh, yeah, so until next time, we invite everyone now to to pause, breathe, and smile a whole lot as we strengthen and expand our inspired mind and our connected and mindful heart. Until next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.